Chapter 5 of Unitarian Catechism by M. J. Savage. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Chapter 5 Jesus. 1. In what year was Jesus born? About the year 5 or 4 BC. 2. How could the Christ be born before Christ? The date was not fixed at the time, and many years later this mistake was made. 3. At what time in the year was he born? We do not know. 4. Was he not born on Christmas Day? No, this date was not fixed until four or five hundred years after Jesus was born. 5. Why was this date chosen for celebrating his birth? because it was already a popular festival day. 6. What kind of day was it? Much like our present Christmas, it was the birthday of the sun god, and so of the year. 7. What did people do on that day? They exchanged gifts and made it a day of human equality and goodwill. Slaves were feasted and waited on by their masters. 8. Where was Jesus born? In Nazareth, a small hill town in Galilee. 9. Why do Matthew and Luke then say he was born in Bethlehem? These stories about his birth are very late and of no authority. The Jews expected their Messiah to be born in Bethlehem, so after people came to believe that Jesus was the Messiah, this belief grew up. 10. Who were his parents? Joseph and Mary. 11. What kind of persons were they? Simple peasant people. His father was a carpenter. 12. Had he brothers or sisters? Yes, he was one of a large family. 13. What do we know of his childhood? Almost nothing, except as we may find out what a Jewish childhood was in those days. 14. What did a Jewish child learn? He learned in the synagogue to recite the wise sayings of the Old Testament and of the fathers. 15. What language did he speak? Aramaic. 16. Did he learn any science or philosophy? No, his people at that time had no knowledge of science and did not think of the world as under natural law. 17. Do his biographers tell us nothing about his childhood? There is just one story in Luke. This tells us how his parents took him to Jerusalem, to the temple, when he was twelve years old. 18. Why did they take him there? It was a Jewish custom, a little like confirmation in some modern churches. 19. How does he appear in this story? As a precocious child, but loving and obedient. 20. What does Luke say of him on his return home? He increased in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and man. 21. When do we next see him? At about the age of 30, when he comes to John the Baptist to be baptized. 22. What then does he do? After John's imprisonment, he begins to travel over the country preaching and announcing that the kingdom of God is at hand. 23. 
what was meant by the kingdom of god the jews had come to believe that god was going to set up by miracle and suddenly a perfect condition of things on earth twenty four did jesus travel alone no he chose twelve friends called apostles some of whom were generally with him twenty five how did they live they were entertained by friends as they traveled over the country twenty six was this a strange thing to do no in that age country and climate it was simple and natural twenty seven can we follow the order of his journeys and teachings no for the stories are not clear twenty eight how long was his ministry probably only a little over a year though john seems to make it three and a half there was even a later tradition that said he lived to be fifty years old twenty nine into what parts may his public life be divided into two his work in galilee and in judea thirty where did he preach on the lakeside from a boat on hill slopes or in any convenient place thirty one how did he preach in a simple conversational way drawing his lessons from flowers leaven the farmer's work as well as from scripture thirty two did he deliver any long sermons probably not the sermon on the mount was not all spoken at any one time or place thirty three how else did he teach often in parables that is by telling stories with a lesson that people would remember thirty four how was he received the people were glad to hear him thirty five how did he differ from common teachers they were generally dry and formal in their methods thirty six what did they teach the law of moses and the traditions thirty seven what did he teach god's love and human duty thirty eight whom did he choose for associates generally the common people thirty nine what was his disposition he was tender and loving always ready to help and comfort forty was he ever severe only towards people who were hard and proud and who looked down on their fellow men forty one who did he say were fit for the kingdom of god those who left off their wrongdoing and were loving and helpful like himself forty two did he make any other conditions no he did not forty three who represented the state religion of his time the priests the pharisees and the scribes forty four did they like him no forty five why because he disregarded their rules and customs saying if people were only loving and helpful it did not matter about these other things forty six why did this trouble them because they believed god had commanded them to keep up the temple the law and all their ceremonies and also because if he had his way their business and importance would be gone forty seven what did they do about it they stirred up the people against him and made them believe he was an enemy of god and so their enemy 
48. What else did they do? They made the Roman authorities who then governed the country believe that he was getting up a rebellion. 49. Had there been rebellions before? Yes, many, so that the Romans were sensitive on the subject. 50. Was there any ground for these charges? None, except that he preached the kingdom of God. But they saw that this did threaten their power over the people, and they made the Romans suspicious. 51. When did they mature their plans? At the great annual feast, when they knew Jesus would be in Jerusalem. 52. How did they carry them out? They hired Judas, one of his apostles, to betray Jesus into their hands. 53. What then did they do? They tried him before the Sanhedrin, the great Jewish court. 54. Did they prove their charges? It mattered little to them whether they did or not. They were determined to get rid of him. 55. Could they put him to death? No, they had to get the consent of Pilate, the Roman ruler. 56. Did Pilate think him guilty? Probably not, but it made little difference to him, so that he satisfied the people. 57. What then did they do with Jesus? They put a crown of thorns on his head, a purple robe on his shoulders, and a reed in his hand, because they said he claimed to be a king, for crown, robe, and scepter were symbols of royalty. 58. Did he claim to be king? Only by a figure of speech, to be a king of the truth. 59. What next? They crucified him on a little hill outside the city walls. 60. Where was he buried? In a new tomb, hewn out of the rock, in a garden belonging to Joseph of Arimathea. 61. Did he rise again from the dead? There is no reason to suppose his body lived again. 62. Why did the disciples then claim that they saw him after his death? Perhaps they did see him in his spiritual body. 63. On what day is his supposed resurrection celebrated? On Easter Day. 64. Why? Because, like Christmas, this had long been celebrated in a similar way. 65. What was meant by this day before it became a Christian festival? It was celebrated as the day of the spring's coming to life after the death of the winter. 66. When did the stories of the miraculous birth and resurrection of Jesus grow up? Long after his death. 67. Did Jesus work miracles? Not in the sense of disregarding natural laws. 68. Did he possess any wonderful powers? Probably he did, especially in the soothing and cure of those afflicted with nervous diseases. 69. Have others had similar powers? Yes, many others. 70. How then did these stories grow up? As in the case of Gautama and a great many others, people have always told wonderful stories of the wonderful men they have come to admire and worship. 71. Have stories of a virgin birth and miraculous powers been told of others? Yes, of many others. They were told of Gautama, of Plato, of Caesar, 
of apollonius and also of many catholic saints seventy two did the people of those days care for proof no they easily believed any story that pleased them seventy three why because they had not yet learned of the ordering law of the natural world seventy four what kind of man was jesus he was the great radical reformer and leader of his age seventy five what was his teaching he taught very little that was wholly new but he taught with such simplicity and force as to make a great impression seventy six what is his rank among men he is the greatest religious leader of the world seventy seven what was his character he was so full of the spirit and love of god and he loved man so he seems to have been very nearly perfect seventy eight did he establish any church he did not if correctly reported he expected to return soon after his death and with the angels as escort to establish the kingdom of god on earth seventy nine did jesus teach science or politics or help solve great social questions no he shared the belief of his age and his people concerning all such matters eighty what was that that at the end of the age god would suddenly and miraculously establish his kingdom eighty one did he help the world then to settle any great intellectual problem no his greatness was that of character and spiritual insight eighty two should we speak of him as jesus or christ as jesus the christ or the messiah is the name of the title that was given him not his personal name eighty three what is jesus to us today our great spiritual inspiration and example eighty four in what sense is he our savior as he helps us to love god and man and so try to be like him eighty five is it enough to know the right way no we must love it so as to be willing to work or even die for it eighty six why does jesus say that love is the most important of all things because love is the great motive power that leads to the doing of all great and good things eighty seven shall we call ourselves christians then yes if we mean by it that we are followers of jesus's spirit of love to god and man End of chapter five